principles into your life so that you can expand the business God ordained you to do. So everybody has an assignment with God. And don't you want to know what your assignment is with God? Yeah, when we, when we walk on the earth and we don't know what we're called to do, but God has given everybody in here a talent and a gift right. and something to use for God. And when you use it for him, it will give you everlasting life instead of neverlasting life. <laughs> How many times have we done something for ourselves and we get to the point and it's neverlasting? Aren't we tired of that? We are tired of that. Okay, so this ministry of Train to Rain is helping the business owner, the person who works for a business or, or works for a boss or works for a company and helps you to apply some personal things that you can apply to your life so you're, you can advance not only within yourself, but to advance in the job that you're called to do. So I'm thankful for everybody who comes to this because there isn't anybody that doesn't come and leave and not experience of a testimony if they apply, if they apply what they're learning. And when you apply what you're learning, that means you go home, you take the word, you meditate on it. And if there's anybody in here that doesn't have the word, we will make sure you have a word to go home with today, <laughs> right? You know, it's something to meditate on, all right? So praise God. Before we go into teaching today, we're going to honor God. And so I'm going to ask everybody to stand. And we're going to just, we're just going to worship and thank the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit for all of who they are. So we're just going to honor them and put them first in this teaching. Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord. Isn't that awesome? Praise God. It is so important that as we grow and start learning whose we are and who we are, man, then you can start really moving for what God has designed you to be. And so, you know, just for new people, this is a chart we call the journey of faith. And the purpose of this chart is for you to realize where are you into the body of Christ. When you look at this, Everybody starts off lost with a void that's open, looking and desiring for eternal life, looking for love, looking for something greater. And then when you accept Christ in your heart, boom, right in your core, your spirit now just got regenerated back to Christ. That doesn't mean you know everything. It just means you've accepted the salvation of Christ in your heart. And now you have given him permission to reveal to you the mysteries and the glories of heaven. Heaven really comes into earth. Your earth. So when Christ comes into your core, now you've given him permission to what he started with you, he can finish. And we've got to want to have that because you'll never be happy. You will stay in torment. And so before we go into teaching, because today we're going to be teaching about the importance of worship. What is worship? To understand what worship is. Because it's important. Why did we, we opened up with worship and we honored and we exalted the name of Christ? I'm telling you, when you can do that first every day, when you get out of your bed and you just thank God, you thank Jesus, you thank the Holy Spirit, you say, take charge of my day. Watch, he'll take charge of your day. And it's always going to be to advance you, but sometimes it may not feel that way, but he's getting you somewhere. And so I just honor God. We have to honor him in all things. So, to honor him this morning before we teach about worship, we're going to have some testimony. I have two testimonies, and then we're going to end with a testimony, because it, it, I love this. I'm just going to read it off the paper because it's so good, right? When you give your testimony, that means God receives the glory, because you couldn't have done it without him, okay? 
And when God receives the glory, you actually release the power of Jesus' name. Because he now the Spirit dwells in you. When you give your testimony and you give the honor to God, now you give Jesus the ability to take authority in the move of that growth. So it says, if you don't testify, you actually steal the glory from God. When we don't give a testimony, that is the true spirit of Jesus, is when we give our testimony in the change that we've experienced. And he builds a greater home in you when you give this testimony. So we're going to start off with Kathy. And let me just introduce Kathy. This is Mike number three, just to let you know. Kathy, um, I just want to give everybody a little background. It's kind of cool. Come on up. Kathy's been coming to Train to Rain for a couple of years. Um, and Kathy was with Keller Williams Real Estate Firm. And so, and she's a pastor. So she's already, I mean, she's got Christ in her heart. But now she wants to give you a testimony of, of what she's experienced by applying the things of Christ into her business. Wonderful. Good morning. Well, um, as Lee said, I partnered with KLM um, some years ago, and I remember when I first came and I would sit here and thinking, okay, now I already have my devotional time. I already do this. Why is it so important for me to worship? Because I didn't understand the difference at, the, at that point in my business. So as she challenged me, I want you to start spending time. When you come in here, forget about it's time for you to reshift your mind. You've got to reposition it. You've got to refocus because I was thinking that, okay, when I come in here, we're going to come to the table, we're going to discuss business, we're going to go out, I'm going to get my numbers, I'm going to do all this, I'm going to do everything that I'm supposed to do, that I have been taught to do. But when I came in, the first statement she made to me is, Kathy, I want you to spend time worshiping, because you've got to get in the presence of the Lord, you've got to take those principles and apply them to your business. Okay, you're applying them in your spiritual life, but now it's time for you to put them in your business as well, because they, it truly will work. Well, initially it was difficult for me because I hadn't transformed my mind in that sense of, okay, I'm supposed to come in, I got to work, I got to do this, I got, and we do have to work, please don't misunderstand me with that. However, when I began to worship, I came in, I pushed out everything that was going on, and I sat in his presence and allowed the music to penetrate my heart. I took the lyrics and allowed them to find a lodging place in me, and then I took the word and began to apply it to my business. That was the best year that I had. This was 2016. Yeah, 15, 15 coming into 16. And I got so accustomed to coming into the, into the sanctuary and just, and even at home, just worshiping him and actually, actually asking him, God, what would you have me to do today? Who's my assignment today? How am I supposed to conduct my business today? Help me to stay in this moment. Help me to be led by you, Holy Spirit, so that you can prosper me. As I began to worship, spend that time with him, meditating on the songs, allowing them to take me to places I had never been before in my mind, and just getting outside of myself, I had about, I want to say it was four transactions where back-to-back -back where I received the full 5% commission. It was stuff started happening. People were calling me, um, hey, I saw this house, and I just got your number, um, 911 gave me your number. 
411 gave them my number. I mean, stuff. It just, when, I, when we say, when you tap into the supernatural as you begin to worship him and you really bring your business, everything about you, you bring to him. You bring it to him. We say seek him all the time, but then a lot of the times we'll get busy, or me. I would get busy and say, okay, well, I sought him, but I really didn't seek him the way or worship him the way that I should have. And so for me to receive a broker that says to me, I want you to worship him, that was very hard for me to unravel out of that, especially coming from a place where the pressure was, you've got to get these numbers, you've got to do this, you've got to do that. And we even tried to establish a worship environment in that office, in the Hinesville office, but it just didn't work. And God said, because it was for me to experience it here. And even though the seeds that were sown there, that he shall get a harvest. But it is so important for us to worship. I am now in a place to where it's like, okay, God, I've never been here, but I'm enjoying it. And I love it because worship is really teaching me how God is the center of everything. And he will lead and conduct my business and bring the prosperity that it deserves because I give him the glory first. Yeah. You know, sometimes when we think about living for Christ, we really think that we have to lose a lot, and we think there's punishment that's going to happen to us. <laughs> and we've got to move that out. We have to move that out because we have to realize we have a God who wants to love us through his son, and he wants us to know, I'm really with you. When we first accept him in our heart, on the first row, I'm telling you, you can be working out your salvation, but you doubt, does he really love me? <laughs> you really do. I did. I was growing, and I was experiencing changes, and I was worshiping, reading my word, and then I'd have a, uh, I'd have a change, a shaking that would be happening, and I'd think, no, he can't love me if this is happening. <laughs> you know, but now I know he loves me. You know what I mean? And how, what helps that is when I give him my day first and I enter into worship, it really does change my heart because we want to get to the second row where we then want to know who we are in him. See, first, we've got to know he's really with us. You know what I mean? Then we've got to know that he's got something for us to do. And you know what? And he's got providence connected to that. That's your protection. He has prosperity connected to that. He wants to give you all the answers. And the one thing we teach in here, it's so important that he wants to give you prosperity he wants to bring you supply. He wants to give you the answers. And he wants to release the protection of his love around you. But in that, it takes a relationship. And come on, relationships take what? Work. It takes time. All right. Mamie wants to give a testimony of some of her experience. Yeah. So my testimony is really about um, receiving increase for placing, like, placing myself in the order and alignment of what God has set um, before me. So I've been here working here now about two years, about a year and a half. And when I first got here, um, I had one job and it was like 10 hours. So I, so then like as time went, I was blessed with 20 hours and then, um, then I was blessed with 30 hours, but here's, here's the thing. So Lee, well, she's a broker over um, next door and she was telling me because even though I was blessed with 20 hours, I was never fulfilling them. What did I say? 20? Oh, okay. I meant 30. I was never fulfilling them. I was, I was, I wasn't, it was like 22 hours, 25 on my time clock, you know? So Lee says, 
Lisa, when you when you actually when you actually start doing everything that God has placed before you, which was the th- the full thirty hours, to um, you'll start seeing increase, right? Because at the time, I mean, it was like poverty everywhere. Like I was I was always lacking. I never had money and all this. I'm mean, here. I was complaining, complaining. So then, Jean did a teaching here about the order, like the order, which was like giving, tithes and offering, the alms, all that stuff, right? And then, of course, worship is a part of the order, your daily order. So I started to evaluate, okay, God, how can I get this poverty mindset out of my soul? I need this abomination out of the land, you know? So, um, and I love, okay, I work here. And, oh, my gosh, Marketplace Ministry is the biggest church ever, so, and God has actually allowed me to experience that because as, as me and my husband got the order right, well, I mean, he's a little ahead of, ahead of the game. I had to kind of catch up. But as I came into agreement with getting the order right, all of a sudden doors started opening up everywhere. I now have four different jobs working here. I, I never leave this place. I work for real estate. I work for construction. I work for KLM. I do Zenny's QuickBooks. I mean, it's like four different things. It was just, it was like the overflow, the overflow. And it's amazing. It's not about the increase in money. I'm really enjoying learning about construction, about the HOA account, about all these different things. And one of the things that's been a blessing to me is that I get to operate in marketplace ministry. So I get to meet awesome guys like y'all. You know, I get to, you know, I get to converse and I I get to allow God to use me like when I'm out on errands and stuff like that. So it's just been awesome. The order had to come first before the increase because a lot of times we're trying to figure out why aren't things working in our life? Why isn't our marriage going good? Why isn't the bank account increasing? Why do I have debt? Why do I have this, that? You know, I'm always in a bad mood or whatever. You lay before the Lord, take the order, put yourself in the order, stay in the order. Stay in the order. That was that was my issue. I, I had issues with consistency. So you stay in the order, and then you start seeing the increase, and then God can be fruitful, and then that's when his glory really shines on your life, when his fruit is actually shown, and you can actually start um, partaking and in, in sharing with other people. So I just praise God for the order. I like Mamie's testimony because there was a period of time maybe was really struggling. And it's because God already get everybody in here already has a blessing in their hand. But do we exercise it to the fullness that God needs us to exercise it? And she was frustrated. We went to a coffee shop and she had said, I don't get it. I don't get it. I have a college degree. You know what I mean? I should be making this much money. Like she gave me all her worldly, you know what I mean? But yet... I told her, you stay in that focus, and God will complete your 30 hours. You don't have to do it. You just have to submit it to him, and he will put a conviction in for you to finish that 30 hours. I said, he can't bless you with more until you complete what you've already have. So think about that. God always wants to give us more than what we take. So I want everybody to think about today, how can I gain that more that God has already blessed me to maintain so I can receive more. And today I really wanted to teach the only way to do that is going to be through worship. I mean, worshiping God is something that I don't think that the church really teaches us right. And I know that because I sat in the Episcopal church for so many years. I sat in that church and we stood up and sang hymns and we sat down and we took communion and everything that's a good checklist. But I didn't leave feeling like I got closer to God. I just felt like I completed my assignment. For the you know what I'm supposed to do, and I also believed you do not mix church and business. 
That was such a strong belief in me. Church is church, business is business. <laughs> but then I realized, wow, the world was created. God created the earth, the heavens, and everything that's in it. So that means he's in business. And so, boy, when I, I had to be humbled to even receive that. And once I got humbled, then God really started processing me into the person I was called to be, not the one I was playing. Wow, Lee, that's good. So we play an image, but he wants to change us into an image for him. And the only way he can do that is through worship and meditation of the word of God. I mean, you all are already praying. Everybody talks to God. But some people, their prayers are just hitting, and you don't feel like they're getting anywhere. It's because you have to open up a realm. I call it like a straw, and that's what I'm going to be teaching on this morning. You can go, and you can get a cup of coffee, and you can get the little stir straw, right? Did you ever try to sip coffee out of that stir straw? <laughs> that is hard. Even coffee. It's so tight. Right. But then you go, and you get one of those little shaker things and they got the big straws what are those containers called now i mean i really am not fond of them but <laughs> rachel has them what are those big cups they're plastic and they come with a big straw that has like the big and you can just like suck down gallons of water okay that's what worship is like you know we can be praying to god but if we're not meditating in words we're not singing and worship opening up our sound to him then it's like sipping we feel like we're not getting anything from heaven it's really hard. And you're working hard. Come on, put it in a shake. Try to put a coffee straw in a shake. That's where we're usually at, right? Okay, but then you put a nice straw that has a wide opening, and you put that in a shake, and you got that shake down in two seconds, right? You don't feel good because you might have taken too much at one time, but this is what I want to teach out today. It's important, and you've all been given a sheet and some verses. So, and just turn that just slightly down, just slightly. Thank you, only because I'm over here. When you're out there, it's different. All right, also, I need to have this chart put right there. Let me see if I can. Thank you. All right, praise God. We're going to put some verses up. You have everything you have to leave today to understand you're taking it with you. Now, I'm going to tell you, when you look at this chart, how many of you think this looks complicated? It looks very complicated. If you don't understand it, it's very complicated. But today, I want you to understand that if you're going to work out your salvation and not just accept Christ in your heart, you are going to now work out what you were born to do. Christ actually increases from the inside out. Christ starts here in the regenerated spirit. But then you have your soul that's got to be worked out. That means you have beliefs. She thought she was college educated, this, that, <laughs> blah, blah, that. That means it was put into her that if I, did, if I got this college education, I've got to make $40,000 a year. I've got to do that job. Okay. But even though God put all that in her head, he's now showed her what she's really called to do. And she's still going to obtain the same goal. But now it's going to be what he's called her to do. All right. So as we worship, worship help builds the bridge to the increase of Christ in you. And the wrong, the darkness is pushed out of you, okay? And the darkness dwells in our soul, manifests in our body. So we can have a wrong thought that's not subjugated to the word of God, and we start doing another thing. And hey, come on, 
I met a guy, a doctor, when I broke my ankle. He saw my Bible when I was in the hospital. And he looked at the Bible and he said, okay, I'm not going to touch that. <laughs> he said, I'm not going to touch that. Remember, Gene? That one doctor, he had white hair. He kind of looked albino-ish, but he was just like, I'm not touching that. If I touch that, bad things happen. Whoa. Yes. But see, here's the thing. If you open up your Bible and you understand the principles, good things start to happen. But it may seem bad because you're, you're wiping out all the wrong thoughts so that Christ thought can take, can take possession of your soul. All right? How does it make it easier? Now, we have three things here. We have the Holy Spirit, we have Jesus, and we have the Father God. We have the first heaven, we have the second heaven, and we have the third heaven. We all live, we're in the first heaven right now. We're experiencing first heaven right now. But God wants us to push into the third heaven where all his joy, his peace, happiness, glory, everything dwells in the third heaven. But to get to the third heaven, we've got to worship. The Holy Spirit helps us to do that. Jesus comes and sanctifies the soul so we can break through the second heaven, that's Satan's heaven. Satan's heaven whispers into your ear and convinces you to do something wrong. Satan's heaven is, 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 uh, is um, dominated by fear. And so you actually do something that's not Christ because you fear an outcome. So you actually start following in the wrong process. Worship helps you break through hearing the dark voices so you can get the truth. And then heaven comes down to you and you experience it. So let's look. Let's start with Psalms 103.19. We're going to walk through these scriptures. And we'll walk through this chart. Can everybody see through this one? Let me do this. Okay. Can everybody see? All right. The Lord has established his throne in heaven, and his kingdom rules over all. Now, the first thing we have to come into agreement is that the word is the truth. Jesus came. He was the truth. He was the, light, the truth, the way, and the life. So, it says the Lord has already established his throne in heaven. Doesn't that look good? And it says, and his kingdom rules over all. So you can think everything bad in your life is bad in your life. But when you start to break into that third heaven, that means you're inviting his rulership in your life to change you and move you into where you're called to be. Next verse. You can just go right down the line, Sharice. It says, thus says the Lord, Heaven is my throne. The earth is my footstool. Where is the house you will build me? And where is the place of my rest? Okay, this is deep. You're not called to just go out and have a house in the world. You're actually to build a house in heaven by worshiping God. When you worship God through the sun, you are, I can hear the nails. I can hear the saw. I can hear he is building a foundation, he's building walls, he's building a roof. He is building a place that when you start worshiping, you go right up to that house. Come on, don't you want to go on vacation every day? Come on. You want to go on vacation? Learn to be a worshiper. Because I know that there is no vacation better in this earth that's not as good as getting the vacation up there. Because when you start building that house, a place of worship, you are actually, today, when we all sang, we were entering into a house. How many people felt good after singing that worship song? Right? You still felt good. There is no other name above the name of Jesus. That When you start 
singing it out and you start worshiping it out, you actually start feeling better <laughs> and you do, because it has power. So he lets you know we are responsible for building a house. When we build that house, we will feel his rest. Okay, if you're not going to worship God or spend time in the word and you're just going to pray, then you're staying in the coffee straw. You're not feeling like you're, you're in that coffee straw and the shake and you can't, you feel like you're not getting anywhere. Why? Because you haven't even built a place to dwell with God. And see, when you get into that place, his presence rests on you. And you actually go out the door with his presence. So God knows exactly what, hey, you can think you're going to have a bad argument with somebody, but you worship in the morning, you enter into that meeting, and the people can't even yell at you. They can't yell at the presence of God. All right, next verse. Oh, let them praise. Now, see, here's a key. That's us. Let them praise the name of the Lord. For his name alone is what? Exalted. The word tells us his name alone is exalted. So this is where we have to change our mindset. You can't be exalting you. You've got to be exalting him in all things. It says his glory is above the earth and heaven. So that means the moment you get this click, like I got to worship God. I got to put him first. I have to exalt his name. And he wants to hear it within each and every one of you to expand the kingdom of God in your life. You have got to speak. Come on, how many people, I did this in the beginning when I got a grip of this. I'd pray, but I'd pray in my head. <laughs> right? Sometimes I'd sing. I'd sing in my head. And then I realized my voice has power if I exalt his name, if I exalt his word, if I speak its word. It's a power you can't even create because he carries it in you to be pressed out of you. So he wants to expand in these things. But you've got to really come to this agreement. We've got to all be in agreement. We have to praise the name of the Lord. It's his name alone. The word says that. His name alone is exalted. When we become less of us and more of him, when he is exalted, guess who else is exalted? You. When you recognize that he is first and I exalt his name, then he starts exalting you and where you're to be and what you're to do. He prepares you. I love that. Enter into his gates. Now he tells us how to do it. How do we enter in? The first thing you do is enter his gates with praise and thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. You know one of the definitions for blesses? Praise. Praise his name. So I like this. I, okay, this is so cool. I tested this. I remember reading this verse for the first time. I was like, okay, enter to his gates. That means when you enter, come on, think about heaven. Heaven, the pearly gates, right? When you want him to break open the gates for you to experience heaven, he says you have to enter with what, everybody? Let me hear everybody's voice. Thanksgiving. Let me hear it again. Thanksgiving. Okay, I tested this. I was like, all right, I am thankful for God. I'm thankful. And then I got on my knees and I just kept thanking him for everything. I kept thanking him. I kept thanking him. I was like, I am going to feel this Holy Spirit. I am going to, I'm going to, I'm going to connect with heaven. I am telling you, then I kind of got tired. I was like thanking him, thanking him, thanking him. And I got so tired. And then I was like, I felt this momentum. Keep thanking me. Keep praising me. And then when I did it, oh my gosh, I felt this elevation. I thought I was going to pass out. <laughs> I'm being serious. But when I read that verse, I'm like, I'm going to apply that verse. I'm going to start thanking him before I enter into heaven. 
because he says to enter in, you have to enter in with thanksgiving and you have to enter in with what? Praise. See, we enter in with thanksgiving, he opens the door. But now you want to get into the court? You've got to do what? Praise him. You've got to praise the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit because they are one. And so when you do that, you're, you're going to feel something. If, if Christ is in you and you have accepted Christ in your heart, you're going to feel something. I'm telling you. Because people have come in here. I came in here. I felt nothing until I met Gene Hall, you know, and came into the business over there. And then all of a sudden, I was like, I'm going to apply the word. And when you apply that word, that word cannot return void. It will do what it is set out to do. If you do this, watch what's going to happen because he's got something he's working in your life. But he can't do it unless you're going to do it together. I like it. everybody wants to be a part of a team, right? Well, you've got a team in you. The Father, the Son, <laughs> and the Holy Spirit. Everybody's already part of a team. Everybody's already part of a family. If you accept him and you convert, convert, con, convert, no, Conversion, yes, and you convert, <laughs> and you convert over, he, you give him permission to start really building this house that you've got to so he can rest. I love that. It's like my baby blanket oh. right now. Okay, but the helper, <laughs> but I didn't realize I wasn't talking in it either. But the helper, now, the helper is the Holy Spirit. Now, we're going to get this right. When you accept Christ in your heart, the Holy Spirit comes first. You feel him. He moves. It is your regenerated spirit where God speaks to you. And if you're willing to commune with him, that means sing, thanksgiving, and praise. That means you can start walking out and discerning things of God. He wants to be able to help you break through this second heaven. So it says the helper, the Holy Spirit is your helper. Whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. And bring to your remembrance all things I said to you. Oh my gosh, this is so awesome. Gene Fabre, God already told him everything he needs to know before he came into this earth. He already told him everything that's his plan, right? So he gets born on earth, right? We get born into sin. We start doing everything everybody else wants us to be because we haven't learned to praise him and thank him and seek him. We hadn't built that house. Well, now you start building the house. And the things that you've been told in the earth are different than the things you now he'll bring back to your remembrance from heaven. He will actually bring something to your heart and your mind that's right from heaven that he already told you. And you're like, yeah, I know that. I don't know how many people have had experiences like that, but I did. Before I ever met Gene and I was already seeking something to change in my life, I saw these two visions. So God already knew that in, in my future, I would be teaching these two visions. Because he already put them in my heart to see them. So he brought something back to my remembrance as a clue to know that when I did meet Gene and saw those visions, I was to do what? Yeah. Connect. I mean, honestly, when I saw him, that's it. I knew something was really going to be changing in my life, and I knew I could not go back. We couldn't go back to my old image, my old way. Okay, so the word tells you he'll teach you. If you want him to teach you every morning, he'll teach you something. I like it. God sends me a text every morning. Hey, this is what I learned today. This is what the Lord told me today. And he's getting the revelation of it. See, we can know things, but when we get the revelation of it, man, you don't turn back. You keep pushing forward. But only the people around you try to pull you back, pull you out of that. So I praise God because his word says, I sent the Holy Spirit first to you. 
So he's, he's, he's there for me to help process you so he could teach you and he could bring to remembrance what your call is. Do you know what I mean? And let me tell you something. What you're called to do is connected to the gift you already do. See, there are gifts that we all have. And those gifts come without repentance. So you can use them for darkness or you can use them for light. And guess what? That gift is going to work. But if you choose to do it for God and the things he shows you by bringing down the remembrance, you are going to experience so much more glory. You're going to experience so much more love. You're going to experience so much more joy, joy, love, and peace that will never move. So he's got to change our thinking and how to receive him. Next verse. Let the people praise you, O God. Let all the people's what? Praise you. That is, I'm telling you, start reading the Bible. That is, that's everywhere. It doesn't let you go. If you feel down and you don't want to praise him, trust me, you'll open up to a psalm and it'll tell you, praise him. Next verse. Then the earth shall yield her increase. God, our own God, shall bless us. Okay, do you all get this? This is not rocket science. If we recognize that the Holy Spirit's in us as a helper, and we start thanking him and we praise him, what does he promise to do here? Go back to that verse, please. He says, the earth shall yield a what? Your earth. We live on earth, but your earth. Adam was earth, then life got breathed into him. So think about that. If you will thank him and you will praise him and you will worship and invite him, watch things expand around you. Because now God says he is going to yield an increase if you, if you hold on to the plow. Come on. We've met people. They start worshiping, then they let go of the plow. They go back to their old way. And then they feel worse. Because you got to press through to receive the kingdom. you got to hold on the plow. The word says, it says you have to hold on to the plow and you cannot do what? Look back. If you look back, if you're trying to hold on to your old self and go to the new, you're tormented. You will be tormented. And that's what we want to break. We want expansion in businesses. Christ wants to work through your business. He can't work through your business if he's not first. If you're not thanking him first, if you're not praising and exalting his name first. And he says, God, our own God shall bless. Everybody say us. 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 Say I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I am blessed. If you wake up those mornings and you start inviting him in, you are guaranteed 100% a visitation from God if you keep going. You are guaranteed to be blessed. How you be blessed? That means he's going to take care of what? All your prosperity. He's going to take care of all your supplies. He's going to get you an answer when you ask. You know, this is incredible. The Lord puts me in places, and I just meet people, and I start talking to them. And then all of a sudden, they had said, I just prayed this morning, and I asked God to send me a person of God to answer a question. And I answered their question. But they don't say it until after we're talking. They get the answer, and the next thing, I always know it, because they start doing what? Crying. And they were like, I prayed to God, I needed an answer, and you just gave me the answer. You know what I mean? One lady, it was in the jewelry store at Christmas. And, you know, I'm standing there, and she had to go in the back room selling me a bracelet for Rachel. You know what I mean? I was like, that's an anointed bracelet. (laughs) Because it changed somebody. Because, see, God wants to use us in the marketplace. If we're surrendered and submitted to him, then the presence is sitting on you and you are now used to help another. 
See, God first wants to build in you. Then he wants to expand through your businesses for people. Because when Jesus gave the new covenant, the new covenant was to love one another as I have loved you. If you don't know how he loves you, how can you help somebody? We can help them in deeds and works, but if they're not works that are brought back from your remembrance, there's no power on them. That's good works. But he wants you to have do the deeds out of truth. So when you get that re revelation, you could be helping somebody you wouldn't even want to help. But when Lord directs you that way, you help them because he knows you're prepared to help them. I mean, do you get this? How many times we just, I'm a good person. I help this person. I help this person. I help this person. But how about the things that he's asked you to do to help somebody? See, there's a difference. It's good that you still did those things because if they came from the generosity of your heart, that's good. But how about the assignments he gives you for the day? And you don't have to know the detail. You just have to keep walking one step, one step. Keep walking out your day. So he says, your earth will yield an increase and the earth will bring you back what God's in charge of everything. He's in charge of the silver. He's in charge of the gold. He's in charge of your family. He's in charge of you. If you invite him in, wow, here he says, I am going to give you an increase and I will bless you. Next verse. Are you all getting this as good? Okay, because I know this is very basic for some people that have already been here and understand this, but if we're not applying it, this is what I love about Mamie's testimony. When Mamie came in here, we have worship here. If anybody needs a break between 930, 9.30 and 10.30 every day in here, you need to come here, Tia comes on her break, and she worships God. Worship, the Lord has revealed things to her, bringing things back to her remembrance, clearing the darkness so she can have a relationship with him. All because if you have time and you need to come in here to start practicing, I mean, get yourself to say thanks, be thankful, praise his name. You come on in here. You can come Saturday nights, two at seven. <laughs> it's good. You want to feel the presence? All right. Hebrews 2.11 says, For both he who sanctifies and those who are being sanctified. Don't beat yourself up. He, Jesus, is the sanctifier. Once you start praising and thanking him, now, you are breaking the attack of the second heaven on your soul, telling you not to praise him. Come on. Telling you not to do something. All right. But now, for he who sanctifies Jesus and those who are being sanctified are all what? One. Get this. If you press through praise, if you press through praise, now Jesus is coming to sanctify your soul and he's trying to make the place one so that you will continue to worship through him. It's so beautiful. For which reason he is not ashamed to call them brethren. Everybody, when we start worshiping, when we end today with a song, we're going to end with the same song we started. And we start pressing in and worshiping him. Do you know God is building a sound of one? A unity. Now think about this. You think you got the coffee straw? but you come into the body with the brethren and you worship and you praise him, now it's like a mega straw. You know what I'm saying? It is so wide open because you're praising and worshiping with others who already have houses built in heaven. So that's why in the, in the business, we tell people to come worship on Thursday. Our business worships on Thursday together so we can come into a larger straw. You get what I'm saying? where we can be lifted up together as one brethren. Because in that moment, Jesus wants to sanctify your mind. 
That means you're not thinking about what bills you owe. You're not thinking about what kids are in trouble. You're not thinking about what your mom and dad are saying to you. You're not thinking about how you're not making it. Instead, you're worshiping him and you're allowing Jesus to sanctify so he can give you an instruction. He can give you an answer. He will give you an answer to all your problems. I'm telling you, he told me, Lee, I'm going to have you out of debt in one year. And every time I would worship, I kept getting scripture revelation of not being in debt. And I heard that I could only love, I could only be called to love people. But I couldn't really love people if I was worried about all the money I owed or what debt I had. And so he kept building to love, no, to love man. To, what's the to, set? To owe no, oh, to owe no man, man, but to love him. To owe no man, but to love him. Well, anyway, and he said, what I called you to do, you can't have all this. So I was like, okay. So I kept worshiping, and every day was an instruction. And in one year, I was completely debt-free. I owned almost 20 properties of real estate between land and houses. He said he, he just kept showing me, but there's debt on it. He said he couldn't work through it. So I had to work with him for him to sanctify this mind not to go get myself things. <laughs> I, because when I bought things in debt, I was giving it to myself. Do you know what I mean? So, I mean, because come on, the common debts are car, house. I mean, come on, we just have a credit card for things, right? Don't we have a credit card for things? I had a credit card just for things, for food. You know, and when I realized his word said to me, he'll feed me every day. He will feed you every day. You don't even have to worry about food. If you put it first, he will feed you every day. So I don't worry about it now. It kills Rachel because, like, you know, she does all the food shopping. <laughs> she just thinks she needs everything for an emergency. I was like, yeah, he'll feed us every day, right? <laughs> but anyway, it says for both. Oh, next verse. So do you understand? As we break through, when we get into that heaven, he sanctifies our mind so we can hear his instruction, not worry about our day-to-day -day things. It says, but the hour is coming and now is. So this is now. This is not like I'll do this next week. I'll do this later on. This is now when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. Jesus came on the earth. So he could die, so he could reverse and reconcile all the curses that are in us, so that we could be removed of those things, so we'll worship him. That's all he wants. All the Father wants is for us to be in relationship with him, not religion. All right? And so in relationship, when you start worshiping him in spirit, that means that with the spirit, the Holy Spirit, and in truth of his son, his word, he said, I sent my son. He's a, he, he was the first fruit resurrection. He did it the right way. Look to him. Let him sanctify your soul. And then he will bring you, he will bring you into the truth so that you get instruction. Do this today. Do this today. You know what I mean? He lines it all up. It's awesome. Next verse. Let God arise. See, now when we do this and we stick to it every day, I tell people, I give them music. I say, worship for 30 days. Don't talk to me for 30 days. Don't I? Don't talk to me for 30 days. Here's a tape. You worship to this tape every day for one hour. Then you come tell me what God has told you. But don't talk to me about anything in your life for 30 days. Isn't that good counseling? <laughs> <laughs> that is good counseling. I am not going to sit down and hear everything when he has the answer for you. He'll use me to confirm an answer because of the maturity. When you build your place in heaven, he'll use you to confirm something. But you've got to build that house because he says 
God wants to arise and tell you all things. Let his enemies be scattered. Okay, watch it. When you carry the presence, I'm telling you, even the demons can see you worshiped. <laughs> and we live in a world where there is spiritual hosts of heaven and there are spiritual what? Demons. Always fighting for your mind to make a choice. So worship helps clear the mind so you can hear the way of God. And when you hear it and he knows you got there, he, there's a presence that's on you. And you can walk into a situation and your enemies have to do what? Scatter. They can't even stay near you. It's amazing. Like when I told you I got out of debt for that one year, I was worse. Let me tell you, the worship was just like incredible. I would hear instruction that seemed impossible. And I would just do it because the Lord said to do it. And it worked. And I was like, you are real. <laughs> you are real. Sometimes we have fear stepping out and doing what he's telling us. But I was like, you are real. And what we think won't work in the world, hey, he's in charge of it. He turns it all around. He wants to arise. He says, let his enemies be scattered. Let those also who hate him flee before him. I'm going to tell you, I love this. When the Lord taught me what blameless meant, blameless meant Noah was called blameless. Why? Because he walked before the Lord. Okay, when you come before the Lord, you're coming to do what? Worship him. So everybody, you got to start really getting this in your mindset. When I get out of my bed, I need to, you don't have to have music playing. You can do it with your own what? Voice. Music helps us because music is in heaven and it helps relay us into that place. And let me tell you, um, Gene gave me an iPod and I was like really nervous about it because I knew he had like ex expectation on that iPod. I didn't know what to do with the iPod. I never had an iPod, but on it was eight songs, just eight songs. And that was it. And he was like, you need to start learning to worship. And I was like, all right, that's good. Like, I'm reading the Bible, right? So I take this thing. I go home. And every night, I sit in my bed. I cross my legs at night. I didn't do it in the morning. And I started listening to these eight songs over and over and over. And every night, I committed to listening to eight songs. But then I would listen to eight songs. And then it goes on what? Repeat. And before you knew it, I was worshiping for over two hours at night. And then I'll never forget. I mean, this is my first experience, and that's why I love telling it, because it was so awesome. I have my legs crossed. I'm, listen I'm raising my hands. I'm looking at my hands like I'm raising my hands, right? I'm exalting Jesus. I'm not even doing this. Jesus now is working through me. He sanctified my soul at a measure, so he, like a straw, right? He got some waves open. He got me a thicker straw there at that moment, right? And it felt so tight. I felt like I was squeezing through a really tight straw. And then, oh my gosh, I hit heaven and I heard the angels singing. Everybody can hear that. Nobody in here is immune to that. And when I was like, oh, I just remember hearing it and I was so into it, I fell off my bed. <laughs> I literally fell off my bed and I started laughing. I jumped on my bed. Oh, I got to get back there. I got to get back there. And I couldn't get back there at that time. But remember, because worship is something that has to be built like a house. Come on. There's a foundation. There are walls. There are nails. It's got to be built like a house. And if you build it properly, no storm can tear it down. If you build it properly, it's not going to be built on sand. It's going to be built on the rock. And so we have to remember that. Worship is that place that if you're building it, all the enemies have to scatter. And you know what? We you know what one of my hardest things was? 
was even if I did something wrong, I felt like, oh, I couldn't worship him because I did something wrong. Or I know this isn't right because I could feel the conviction of the Holy Spirit working in me. But then I, had to, then I had to realize, no, I keep pressing in because coming before him would make me blameless. So when I would become before him and I would worship, the presence would come and it would start healing my mind. So I could not think like the world and I would think like Christ. And then I started applying it to business. God would give me direction. I'm telling you, there's times I knew something was going to sell because the Lord showed me it is going to sell. And everybody else could have been jumping up and down about it, but I, I already knew the timing because he gave me an inkling of what that was. I had to just stand. See, sometimes you're called to stand where a place where other people will not stand. Why? They hadn't built their house. If you've built your house, God has, there's no secrets in your life. God wants to show you things. He might not give you all the detail, but he's going to show you enough so you can proceed forward with him. Isn't this awesome? And in that, the enemy flees. What you attack you think you're taking gets dissipated. The eternal God is your refuge. The bank is not your refuge. Your parents aren't your refuge. But God is your refuge. And underneath are everlasting arms. See, you can worship and you can get up there, you can hear the angels, and you can, you can start experiencing God, and he embraces you. I'm <laughs> serious. When I got the first embrace, he came down. I could not move for hours. And see, God knew my day. So he made it where it's like I came back from the a spa. Like I can't even explain it. But it was so like, wow, the first time. And then I know I got my Terry Mac 13. I can enter in and I don't have to work so hard and the massage is on. <laughs> so there is a place that we can get that we start working that relationship. We know how to get there. And in that, he says there are everlasting arms. He will thrust out the enemy from before you. And he will say, destroy. Because even though you may have done something that you think is not right, if you're in communion with him, that means your heart will truly repent. And he will actually change your bad to good. Come on, do you believe that? I didn't believe that at first. I had to get some real growth to even believe he could turn my bad into good. He says, I use all things for the good. All things. So there is nothing that you're experiencing. He doesn't already know because he's the eternal God. He is your refuge. He already knows what you're going through. He already knows what you don't have. He already knows what you want. He just wants to be included. All right, next verse. I love this. Isn't this good? He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Moment you enter in, now there's a covering over you. You know, we're covered by the blood. We're covered by Jesus. There is a covering that the enemy now can't, there's a place you get the enemy can't even see you. Can you imagine walking on this earth and the enemy can't even see you? That means you're at a place where you're walking through darkness and nothing bothers you. Nothing gets to you. Come on, don't you want that peace? Don't you want it when somebody yells at you? You're not upset. You're just walking in his protection. He promises that providence on you. Next verse. Be still. Because when you're going through the conflict, the trial, and the thing, and you're worshiping, be still. Still worship him and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. Nations can be people. Nations can be businesses. Nations is a place. I will be exalted in the earth. So what he's saying to expand yourself in business, you have to do what? Exalt him. Next verse. Is that it? 
And Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. See, this is what I love about God's word. Promises. Come on, how many people have somebody made your promise and they broke the promise? Come on, right? He doesn't break his promises. He says, do not be afraid. Stand still in the change and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you, what, everybody? Today. Today, not yesterday, not tomorrow. He'll actually do it, what? Today. Don't you want to worship him every day now? Don't you want to exalt him up every day? He'll actually do it today. I love that. For I didn't finish that. For the Egyptians, which means bondage, whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. There is a place of bondage in our lives that if you worship him, it's got to break. It's got, he's got to break that bondage off so you can be free to be who you were called to be. Next verse. All right. And the Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. Okay. What the Lord wants you to know is that when we worship him, you're giving him charge over your life. And if you're giving him charge over your life, then he's going to do what? Fight for you. Come on. You don't need to have a bank fight for you or a person fight for you. He'll even bring the people that you need to overcomplish to overcome a situation. He'll bring the right people. If you're in a lawsuit, he'll bring the right people. He can bring the right things, but you've got to be able to really discern the moves of God. So I like it. And he said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. And see, that's where if you worship God, he has given us so many promises in these words. He's promised us rest. He's promised us protection. He's promised us answers. He's promised everything. So we hit a point where this is like to me, this is like the coffee straw, right? And this is the bigger straw. But when we really enter in and let Jesus sanctify our soul and we truly get into worship, worship can last so long, your worship experience. And then the presence of God descends on you for the day. And so it's so beautiful um, that I know that some of you are new to this. And I want to know that the only way that you can experience this is by accepting Christ and knowing Christ is in your heart and knowing that the Lord has that dominion and place in you. It may seem so small, right? But as you grow up and you allow him to work out the salvation and you go from glory to glory, what's growing in you? Christ. What's happening? Christ starts to possess your what? Mind. And you're actually living and doing what he created you to do. You're hearing the assignment. He brings the things to your remembrance in the right time. And you just start doing it. And you've actually expanded yourself, Christ in you. You know what your gifts are. You know how to use them for them. And you actually can apply them to your business in the right way. We even are encouraging a group of people in here to actually play instrumental music that we know taps right into heaven and play it in their businesses. That's the next level we're going. We play spiritual music in that business all the time. People come to the conference room and they'll sit there and then they just start crying. They don't even know why. I'm serious. Some people, they come in and they come in because they think they want us to build a house and usually they just needed an answer. I mean, we've had some amazing testimonies. I had this man come in and said they were building a 10,000 square foot house. They bought the plans. They spent the money. They did it the whole time I'm sitting and I'm like, we're never building this house. I knew it on the first time. But 
God said, still work it out. Work it out. We even bought him a lot so he could have this. But the whole time, God knew his future. And there was something to be redeemed in him, but he had to gain the lot to experience the redemption. And there was a, he bought that lot, and I'm telling you, it was a year later, he's now in such financial trouble. He comes in and said, you need to help me. I need to get rid of this lot. And I'm telling you, the Lord came down the conference room. Terry was there. And, but God never let me give up on him. I was never to give up on him. God had an assignment. He ended up selling this lot for an awesome price, and it redeemed a debt that God wanted off his book. And he came in so mad. His eyes were bloodshot. He was so angry. He sat down at that table, and he knew he was looking for an answer from God. Because he said to me, I don't care about this lot. I don't care about the money I own. It can just go on to my kids. And boy, it that morning, I read about King Hezekiel and how he did something not in the righteous stance of God, and he left a curse for his descendants. So I just opened up my Bible. I read that. I said, I think this is for something, right? And it was amazing. Because the column came down, his bloodshot eyes turned clear. He stood up, raised his hand, fell on the floor. And then, I'm telling you, the presence went with him that day. Because everything that was wrong got changed in the world that seemed impossible for these debts. And he came back and he said, I was so angry. I had asked God, how do I relieve my anger? He said, when I walked in the word spoken out of the presence of a revelation, changed his thinking, and he did not leave that debt to his children. All that debt got wiped out. See, all because a year ago, he came in thinking he was going to build a 10,000-square-foot house for his family. But God cared more about his house up in heaven, but sent him to people that would still walk through the process yeah. with him. Even though the whole time I knew it, we were signing contracts. They even signed contracts. You know, I was looking at Gene across the table that day. We signed the contracts, and Tracy was there. I knew we were never building this house. I didn't know why, but I had no motivation for it. But yet, I knew to just keep sticking with it. I loved it. Gene might have got the same revelation, but we kept sticking with that man. Because, see, that's where God wants to use you. And, you know, I'm going to tell you something. When God blesses you in business, this is what I've experienced. It comes so fast because you're willing to help his people for him that he sends you people that it's like a cakewalk. You know, like... You could put a price that you know that you've buffered a little bit, and they say yes. You know what I mean? You know you've protected yourself because of, but God sends people that are just like, it's not for you to help them. They actually want your services. Like, see, it's give and take. Do you get what I'm saying? It's amazing to me some of the projects that we get in. This one couple came in, filled with the Spirit, awesome. They were great. Everything was easy. There was nothing. God gave us, a, like, it was nice. He gave us something to walk through, and we became in great unity with those people. So that's what I'm saying. God wants to build a Rolodex. Now, Rolodex is from my day. What do you guys call it now? Database. <laughs> Rolodex is my day. I still have one on Francis's desk, the little Rolodex. Okay? Database is the word. But think about it. God is in charge of the whole database. That means if you are really breaking, I'm telling you, if you get up and you get through, come on, you got to get through some dark spots. I'm not telling you you're going to wake up and worship every morning. You're going to think it's great. That's why I say, don't call me for how many days? 30. If you stick with it for 30 days, then give me a call. 
Because if something's not right, I know you're really not worshiping. I love it because Mamie, she was so cute. It was so hard. She'd come in here. She had a little bonnet on. She had to like, you know, and she's just like, y'all are worshiping? Okay, good. I'm going to go sleep in the kids' room, <laughs> right? And so she would come for Thursday worship every time, and she would go to the kids' room. So you know what we did? That couch was in the kids' room. We took the couch out. <laughs> Get it? She had no place to sleep but to sleep in the sanctuary. So we would worship, and we were worshiping around her. And then she caught the bug. You know what I mean? So we're going to end this with a testimony. Come on up, Gans. I really want to end this with a testimony. because, And this is such a deep testimony because Gans is um, a real estate agent with us, but he wasn't before. He has another successful business track that he was in. And he was making money. And he was doing everything the way the world was teaching him. But everything kept going up and then coming what? Down. So go ahead. I just started you off. Awesome. Um, well, praise God, first of all. Uh, we've been on this journey for quite some time. We started coming here about five years ago, I think it was. Yep. Long time ago, I feel like. And um, just like Lee said, I mean, we were, we were going, our business was taking off, and, and we were called here for a reason. And, um, you know, we, because of some things that happened, we ended up kind of going into the wilderness for a long time, you know, for probably like two years or something yeah. like that. Gosh, it felt forever. It felt like 40 years. <laughs> you know, I was, it's almost like reading a map and uh, you have it upside down and you think you're going the right way, but wow. it's completely wrong, right? Because, because you know, we were just kind of running away from things, right? And, um, you know, last year, actually I came in here, what, it was like April or something? Yeah. No, the beginning of the year. Anyway, beginning of the year I came here, had my, my real estate license that I got in Florida and I came to Lee and I was like, hey, I'm going to be a realtor here with you. She was like, yes. And then I didn't come back for like another eight or 10 months because I was afraid. That's really what happened. I was afraid, right, of just not fitting in and things like that. Just a lot of things that happen in your head. I, I tell my kids all the time, like, if you're in your head, you're wrong. If you're in here, that, that's where things go wrong. And so that's what happened to me. And so uh, came the beginning, the end of last year, I came yeah. back and I was like, all right, I'm done. I got it. Everything's, you know, good to go. I'm going to have my license beginning of the year. Good to go. And I started working here. Um, but I, what I also started doing is I really started seeking God. I really started seeking him at all times. You start applying this. Applying yeah. all of this. Because at the end of the day, you know, I can, anybody can teach you anything, but without application, you get nothing out of yeah. it, right? And so I started applying all of this in literally worshiping every single day, as many times as I could, every single time <laughs> I had a chance, yeah. I was worshiping. And I still do that now, you know, but it's getting in my car, you know, in the morning when I wake up, when I go to the gym, what do I listen to? I listen to like... You know, if, if it's not worship music, it's like Christian hip hop. So it's like I'm constantly feeding my mind positive things and things have just kind of flourished. You know, our business is still kind of, you know, even uh, I guess you could say it's OK, you know, but here in real estate, you know, I've had a lot of things happen where, you know, I'm getting a lot of leads. I'm getting a lot of things just happening because now I'm really applying all of this. And um, for me, you know, I've never really had or felt the presence of God. I've only felt it twice. The first time was um, right before we moved into Southbridge. Right. That was the first time. And I fell to my knees. It was amazing. But the second time was over the last, I guess, maybe like month or two, um, I was coming back from the gym after I worked out. Because I, I, what I do is I worship the minute I wake up, right? 4.30 in the morning, I worship on my way to the gym. Then I listen to my Christian hip hop or worship music or whatever that is. And then I listen to worship on the way back, right? And on the way back, there was just something that came over me. I don't know if you guys have ever had like a complete surrender, yeah. right? And just kind of give your everything yeah. to God at that point. And I was singing at the top of my lungs, probably horrible, right? <laughs> Not really good in my ears. I'm sure God loved it. He loved it, yeah. <laughs> but I just felt his presence come down. And guys, I was crying uncontrollably, 
uncontrollably, like in my car, you know, it's like, I don't even know what time it was, like 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning, I'm like driving, I'm just crying, and I got home, and I put my headset back on, and I just kept worshiping at home, and it just felt so good, you know, like those everlasting arms, that's what it felt like, <laughs> yeah. it was just hugging me, and just yeah. like, hey, it's going to be okay, I got plans for you, and uh, it just felt amazing, and so things have just been great in my house, you know, between the order, like you were talking about earlier, having that order at home, you know, the kids, I mean, just everything, and now um, I'm just... I feel blessed. You know, I sometimes like you feel like, oh man, God is just like really out for me. Like not really wanting <laughs> me to do. Now it's like God really has it out for me because I feel extremely blessed. So because of worship, because of praising him at all times, it, it's gotten to that point. So, Hey, and this is awesome. I'm going to tell you, when I introduced worship in my home, I played music and it now played in my home ever since I've been here. Well, this is so amazing because my daughter... She started dating a guy and kind of listened to country music, which I never had. So I get in her car, right? And it's country music. I can't even relate, you know, because country music's depressing. They lost a girl. They, their truck is broken down. Like, I can't even. Everything is about me, me, I, I. That's one of her favorite songs from Toby Keith, you know? It's all about me. It's all about I, right? Well, and I started, I get in her car, and I can feel a difference from the presence of our home than in her car. So I'm like, yeah, this isn't good, right? Okay, so she's getting married. I send her out. <laughs> right? She is sent out like Moses, right? She is, uh, she is going to the land of Cordial, right? And she's already got a house that she can live in, but they're getting married you know, soon. I was like, hey, you are stagnant here. It's time to move out, right? So last week, I sent her to go to Cordial from Monday through, from Monday through Friday. I started establishing her house. She was like, but mom, the house, it doesn't feel good. And I was like, hey, well, what do you want to do? I want to take your, your bows, the thing. So she took it. And no kidding, this girl wrote me a text last night. Mom, I love you so much. With all these hearts, she was just like, I love our home. But she said I wouldn't have made it last week if I didn't take the music. And I was like, do you see how it's amazing how the enemy can steal your moments? Your worship has to be in your car. It has to be in your house not just in your head. You got to start surrounding yourself. And if you need music, come talk to Mamie after class. You want a disc of music? I'm happy to give it to you freely because this music is going to be so good for you in your car, in your house. We're giving special music for businesses that have offices because you want to bring the presence in because in his presence is where all the answers are, is where all the movements are. He sets you straight. So we know what it's like to start off on this because the enemy doesn't want you to what? Worship. Worship. He texted me that morning that he had that experience. He was just like, it's so real. And it's like, that's why I get so passionate because when I caught the bug, it's so real. It's nothing you'd never experience because we're not really from here. We're from heaven. So when we feel his love, then we're tapping in to where we really came from. See, we're out here like orphans trying to figure out what to do with our lives when God already had a plan that he sent us on the earth to do. To me, it's like, you know, we're like in college. We get sent away to figure out how this all works so we can get out and do the work he's called us to do. So everybody's a college graduate, you know? Everybody's a college graduate. And I just want to add, I mean, we're, we're also leaders in the marketplace, right? We're also leaders at home. And so if you guys are worshiping at home, guess what your family's going to do? Yes. My kids actively, like all the time, listen to worship music. That's what they want to listen to, not because, you know, um, there's, we don't let them listen to anything else. It's because that's what they want to do. 
Yeah. And so like when my kids go to sleep with worship music, they ask for it in the car. I'm like, yes, praise God, you know? Yeah. So, anyway. But it is awesome. So what you go through, you affect your descendants that are around you. You can change a whole atmosphere. And that's what we're called to do in the body of Christ, to step in and change the atmosphere. You have a couple notes? Huh? Oh, do you want Mike? What time is it? Okay. All right. Well, praise God. But anyway, keep coming to Train to Rain. We have success stories of people who come here. They grow. They go. Do you know what I mean? We don't have the same cycle of people that come in. They come. They grow. They go. They come back. They get refreshed. They go back out. That is what we're called to do. So I appreciate those of you who are new that came today and stuff like that. And so we're going to stand up, and now we're going to try this a second time around. We're going to sing a song. And if you want to jump up and down and be happy about it, that's great. But lift your arms. When you pray, lift your arms, even if you don't want to lift your arms, try it. It's going to feel weird at first, but he really wants to come down and touch your heart. And close your eyes. When you close your eyes, that's like saying, I only want you. Come on, when you kiss somebody, what do you do? You close your eyes. All right, so we want to kiss God. You know what I mean? I love it. it you know, I'm single, so I have to, that's my romantic relationship. You know? You got to close your eyes and kiss the Lord. Praise God. We're going to do the same song. We're going to try this. We're going to try this out.